Is Americanism an idea or an ideology? By Jerry Rhodes, founder and CEO of the American Enterprise Party and author of the American Enterprise Trilogy, Page Turner Press and Media 2022. In America, we now have two elite castes, tribes, called political parties, fighting each other and destroying the American dream. The left and the right forego the middle American, for one party control. A third party swing vote will break ties and keep money ticks and partisan politics honest. Where monetary capitalists share and human socialists care, so free market enterprise is truly, class is fair. A marriage made real by the American dream founded on humanism and Americanism. Americanism is embodied in the American Enterprise Party trilogy. Not an idea but an ideology. This is a trilogy for political reconciliation and reorganization. We cannot allow America to self-destruct with two-party gridlock. Unless this is stopped, divided we will fall. Our insurance is our values of freedom to believe in and live the American dream, with opportunity and family units governed by decentralized governmental controls. A great example, is our failure to elect leadership, that focuses on root problems for financing and measuring results with logical and common-sense solutions, to serious problems. I call this an ideology, where our enterprises need a skill to bill, and ethical workers, who must learn to earn. There lies the idea of the American dream. With these skin-color neutral objectives for positive results, lie the goals of how to do it. Where we need to apply this first and foremost is in the elimination of ghetto living and welfare spending. Our biggest problems are inner-city poverty, 70 million people, homelessness, 500,000 human beings, and new immigrants, 2 million more unprepared, non-productive workers, pouring across our open borders in 2021. We cannot afford another 2 million dependent immigrants per year, who become problems not productive citizens, usually ending up as homeless or living in our crowded ghettos. My qualifications for this type of problem-solving, have been learned in turning around despicable nursing homes, for the same reasons we have flattened the Cabrini-Green-type prisons into racist-based ghettos, people's loss of pride of ownership, due to lack of quality education and the destruction of the family unit. In my opinion, the leadership of our two parties are more concerned with our climate and bridges, than they are about the squalor in our inner-city slums and disadvantaged small rural communities. A trillion dollars spent here and a trillion dollars, not spent there, is ultimately how we fix America with a recovery and reorganization plan. I quote, They, leadership, erected residential boundaries, through violence and law, thereby penning the minorities and migrants into black-only districts that proved to be embryonic ghettos. Per, Fleming's 2006 study of redlining black ghetto housing in Los Angeles. My party's campaign is to eradicate social poverty and redlining, before we do anything else. Then the residents have to develop a skill to truly build back better and sustain it for their children. This ideology will replace complacency about gangs who are learning and perpetrating crime, by teaching and financing reconstruction, with patriotic work ethics and small business ownership, offered to gang members. This takes away their justification for theft and killings. Why? Because now it's a nightmare promising to be our downfall. More policing, more money, because we waste more than it will take to fix it and make it livable, and more rhetoric will kill the golden goose that the have-nots want a share of. The idea is simple, bring together the capitalist, monetary, and the socialist, human capital, as we have in every business in America, to tear down the slums and rebuild them in the image of a modern city, with quality single-dwelling townhome units, modern schools, small businesses, that the families can be proud to own and call their home, in the inner city or small-town America. From this grows respect and teams of people planning, setting objectives and goals for living the American dream. The team is USA Incorporated, restoring its roots and fixing animosities of the past. 
reducing debt by eliminating deficits and trade imbalances, loss of profit, avoid debt financing, deficit spending, and make America solvent for the first time since World War II. Preparing for the global cold trade war with those who have benefited from our shift of wealth, by having the supply lines provided by lower-cost labor in China, Russia, Japan, South Korea, India, Vietnam, Indonesia, Mexico, Canada, Saudi Arabia, etc. who sell it back to us at higher prices, not including freight, distribution costs nor market fees to use our retail shelves. Why do it? Debate of ideas. How will we do it? Democratic elections. Who will do it? Enterprising American patriotic and ethical workers. Good morning, America. How are you this morning? It's kind of dreary here in Chicago. I got up this morning thinking about uh, uh, the term Americanism. It's another ism. But this one, I think, is uh, the most meaningful. What is Americanism? Is it an idea that our forefathers had? Or is it an ideology that we inherited from our past? So I wrote this poem, Idea or an Ideology. An idea involves one person, usually. An ideology involves millions in America and billions around the world. You can kill an idea, but you can never kill an ideology. An idea is a fleeting thought of the future, while an ideology is the culture from the past for the future good. We in America have democracy as an ideology. That is why we say we are the land of the free, though we have the criminal element that are not free and others that are freer than most. Which ideology is right or wrong? There is a worldwide, this is, that is the worldwide question that is threatening us all to be destroyed by an idea. Evolving from the past idea that we on earth are here because of creation or some atomic infusion and conclusion, deciding our fate and life's state. Ironically, we come from the same place and will return to the same destination, though we cannot agree to how or why. It is certain we will all eventually die. The idea for some will distort into a Koran or a Bible that builds faith on being right or wrong, not why we are one and the same, leaving no one to resurrect or blame, except those that are here for an idea, not some courted ideology for justifying the drop dropping of an A-bomb. So the idealists can swallow their last prayer to the gods and Satans that were never there. The rest of the story, idea, or ideology. Marxism, an idea involves one person. Americanism, an ideology, involves millions in America of faith and billions around the world. 
What makes America great? Is it an idea or an ideology? Think about it. You can kill an idea with non-action, but not an ideology. It's my premise that Americanism, economic ideology, marries capitalism and socialism and its very basic democratic values established by our founders in the Constitution. Using freedom and opportunity to override the idea of Marxism to control subservient behavior. As pointed out in an op-ed in the Epic News, Zhang uh, Zinong established that Karl Marx made two mistakes. First, he believed there are only two completely opposite roads in the world, socialism and capitalism. In fact, the CCP, Chinese Communist Party, Party's history proves that it, it has grafted the two systems to make Chinese capitalism. Marx's second mistake, he, he believed the Communist Party will bury capitalism and be replaced by socialism. However, the CCP completely subverted his theory with CCP communist capitalism. In fact, the CCP favors USA capitalism over Chinese socialism, as demonstrated by President Xi's takeover of a corrupt communist state by digging a grave for corrupt capitalism, but unworryingly digged, digging a trap that will ruin the communist regime. It is the corruption of wealth that is destroying China's capitalism. Liken the process to my interpretive ideology that American enterprise movement is to marry American capitalism and democratic socialism to produce a powerful economic formula for taking American democracy worldwide, kill the Marcus, Marxist Chinese communist idea and replace it with American ideology of free market laissez-faire enterprise. In other words, for lasting prosperity of the American, excuse me, of the enterprising American is the ideal formulation, or I call it a marriage, of capitalism and socialism as an enterprise founded on democratic principles of humanism. In other words, those with the capital shall share with those with the patriotic work ethic for the good of the individual's wealth and the success of the capital-funded team, a business. This is a sports analogy and an economic ideology for winning the worldwide trade and political war with communism, to which I would make the sidebar comment, comment that the imbalance of trade is hurting us with winning that war. Such is such are every small, medium, and large business enterprises in America that each day produces wealth for themselves and the rest of the world with the economic democracy or ideology of consumption and fulfillment of the wealth of a nation envisioned by Adam Smith in his book, The Wealth of, of, of Nations. With our current two-party system, the USA isn't building on our founders' formulation of the ingenious method of sharing and employing the gold 
for expanding our success around the world. Instead, we have unwittingly fallen into the Marxist idea that the many will overthrow the few for the good of the individual share, with the few continuing to control the wealth. In the process, as in any revolution, the wealth of a nation is destroyed, such as imbalance the trade, uh, the imbalance of trade deficits that have transferred trillions of dollars to CCP to build their communist version of capitalism, to, which is to destroy America's great democracy. Individual risk takers and the enterprising patriotic work ethic being woke down by those idealist Marxists to destroy the idea, ideology of Americanism. The question is, will America fall for the false pro promises of the left and right, red and blue, for the greater good that we as individuals should allow wealth, power politics, and revolutionaries to dictate our future? As the founder and CEO of American Enterprise Party, I pledge my support to the ideology of American enterprising workers practicing humanism above all promised ideas. In summary, Americanism requires the capitalists to share in the wealth of the nation, and the workers need to deliver a patriotic and ethical product every time on time. That's Americanism. So to sum it up, uh, this inspiration that I got when I read the article in the Epic News about uh, Chinese capitalism and how Chinese capitalism has overcome Chinese socialism. And now I've given you some something to think about in terms of how that impacts Americanism. So for today, uh, have a Merry Christmas this week, and uh, then I'll be with you before the new year. I hope I can keep you on, keep you on as listeners. And eventually, maybe I'll get some feedback on doing this. Have a, have a good week. Goodbye. Is America a uniparty political system? My opinion is we have one party government due to gridlock and partisan politics. My goal is to solicit support for a third party to break the gridlock of a one-party pseudo-democracy that we now have. What do you mean one party when we have two? In reality if we had three effective parties the following would not be the symptoms and results of a uniparty system. 1. Lousy leadership. During the first pandemic since 1918 we have been led by fear mongers, so-called scientists and bureaucrats. 2. Fear is the leadership tactic for dumping a president and inserting a bureaucrat to manage a pandemic he more than likely initiated. 3. No productive debate. Everything is an issue over what to do and who should lead. Therefore, there is no problem resolution plan or commitment. 4. No bipartisan plan of action for fighting the virus or the impact of shutting down our lifeblood economy. 5. A Biden election won on the basis of saving everyone not killing the enemy, the virus. President Trump, who was trying to lead, acquiesced to fear mongers. Without strong leadership, this led to extremism taking over the fight. So, it became Fauci science when VP Pence chose the task force, not medical experts on prevention and or treatment of a disease. Then a quack scientific strategy took over. The president was discarded when he stated the cure was worse than the illness and a bureaucratic task force stepped in, with the manic Governor Cuomo of New York as chief spokesperson. 
while VP Pence, put a bureaucrat in as leader. Enters Dr. Anthony Fauci as the expert on immune systems and coronaviruses, to be chief of scare tactics, like bending the undefined, unanalyzed virus curve, social distancing, masks and lockdown. Instead, the logical approach would be a qualified leadership of society, analyzing those who are the most vulnerable triaged and target them first, for treatment by physicians. Second, those who are symptomatic or have underlying personal health conditions for treatment by medical professionals to avoid hospitalizations. In triage, hospitalization would be the last alternative, not nursing homes, not ER, not scientists, speculating on strategy, not politicians using scare tactics to destroy debate for an effective action plan for managing the war against fear, using fear itself. Worse yet a new president, dark horse Joseph Robin Hood Biden, wins a landslide election despite his not being his party's choice, but was the choice of Bernie Sanders, Stacey Abrahams and the squad working the mail-in ballots and neighborhood ballot boxes. Now we have a so-called leader teaming up with a so-called scientist to run our $100 trillion derivative bubble enterprise and claim credit for a vaccine that discarded President Trump who made it happen. Then the Sanders-Biden manifesto reverses Trump's successful policies, without regard for the consequences that only a new administration can cause. Using fear plans instead of leadership plans. If this is true, how do we solve the problem of gridlock and poor leadership? The solution is to protect Americans' freedoms built on free market enterprise values and principles of humanism. Currently, the enemy is, a uniparty. So, enterprising Americans must be represented politically to nullify money ticks that blinds our liberties. We need leaders not money feeders, who call every problem an issue and every solution a new law. Now we are being led down the dystopian path predicted by George Orwell's 1984 that was played out by Stalin, Mao Zedong, Xi Jinping, Kim Jong-un, Castro, Maduro and other Marxists. Are we next? Yes, as big media, big box business, bigger governmental essential workers backing the progressive campaign to transform America into build back bigger government. These well-paid workers, destroy risk-taking Americans who would have won the war on the pandemic by supporting therapeutics, as a vaccine was created in warp speed by Trump leadership. How can this happen in a two-party system? Where in the hell were the Republicans when they could have or should have supported Trump's fight for re-election? Instead, Vice President Pence set Trump up with the selection of a bureaucratic task force to use fear tactics that would shut down the economy during the COVID-19 China virus crisis. Ironically, we are becoming more like China than China being like America. Since the end of World War II our leadership has focused on the greater good, not the rights of individuals for the pursuit of opportunities and happiness using personal initiative. While the great society programs were supposed to protect our personal freedoms, and they don't, Obviously, to fix the uniparty system we need an effective third party, based on marrying monetary capital with human capital for the good of enterprising workers in America the bountiful.